Hey, we're John and Pam. Uh, we've been married 22 years, 22 years of bliss. For sure. For sure. Total yeah, bliss. A couple of them I have. 21 and a half of them. 21 and a half. Um, so really excited uh, to be with you guys. We've been around Watermark a long time and, and re-engaged when it was just an idea. So always really encouraging uh, to be here. So tonight we're going to talk about communication. And we're just going to talk about really just kind of uh, why we don't do it well. In two weeks, uh, Scott and Kristen Kadersha will be here, and they'll kind of show you a model on how to communicate well, uh, listen well, speak kind of for yourself, seek understanding, and it'll be really, really helpful. And so our job <laughs> is just to tell you how you do it poorly, okay, which is actually a pretty easy job. Uh, not hard. We've got a lot of illustrations. You've got a lot of uh, fodder for your own uh, conversations. And so we're just going to jump right in, okay? So here's the deal. Communication is a really big deal statistically. And so all kinds of studies. One of my favorites was um, this, this, uh, this study they did. They hooked these couples up to electrodes. And uh, so things like heart rate and uh, blood pressure and things like that. And they just watched them communicate and have a fight. And they could tell, this is crazy, they could tell with an 87% accuracy whether these couples would still be married in four to six years. Right, 87% accuracy. So if you go, hey, we, and I actually had someone use that as a reason to like uh, split from their wife. That, so if you're a bad, bad communicator, this is why you're here. This is not, this is not an excuse for you to uh, split from each other, okay? But it is a big deal, right? So just think about these people instead of, you know, think people like lab rats, but people, and they're just watching them communicate and they go, you know, make it, make it, not make it, make it, not make it, not make it based on the way that they communicate. Okay, there's an incredible predictive nature of it, uh, so we've got to make sure that we get it right. Yeah, and it's also a big deal just for us personally, just because of the way it's played out in our marriage. So John said 22 years. Um, it's been great. The first six, seven years were really good. Um, we didn't fight much. we didn't have much. any kids. We didn't have any kids, that's oh. true. Um, that's another talk for another day. Um, they were good. Um, we didn't fight much, but there was, looking back on it, and even at the time, there was just this 5%, three to five percent that we just didn't talk about. So we'd go there, things wouldn't go well, and we'd eject. And so there was just this intimacy that we were missing out. We were not 100% intimate on everything. And as we started teaching this and thought we should probably apply it to our own marriage, um, we just learned some, um, just some things about ourselves from Scripture and then some really practical techniques um, and even just some, um, just some verbiage, like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. I'm doing this. And that's been really crucial for us and just a lot of our friends, our kids. Our kids could actually be up here giving this talk because they're like, I know, I know mom and dad. I know I'm doing yep. it again. Yep. So um, yeah, it's been just really, really helpful for us personally. And we've seen it just be helpful to lots of other couples. But we do want to make sure, um, yeah, that we just, we do base it, I mean, in scripture. I mean, there's a reason that we fight. And so um, yeah, just right off the bat, let's talk about um, the reason we fight is James 4.1. So I don't know. If, do we have that scripture? No, it's in their notes. Yep. It's in your notes. James 4.1. Um, and so, um, you and know, we, screen. Yeah, we think we fight um, because kids, right? That's why we fight. A lot or of times. Um, finances, sex, in-laws are coming again. Your mom's at our house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, your mom's coming again. Yes. Um, but we, we fight because we're selfish. And that's in James 4.1, very clear. Why do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Or where do you think they come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come because you want your own way and you fight for it deep inside yourselves. So in our core, we are selfish. And so all these other things bring out the selfishness in us. And that's why we fight. And so just to get a handle on our own selfishness, talk about all the time, drawing the circle around ourselves, fixing everything. Everybody in the circle, you have 100% control over you and no one else. And so just realizing we fight because we're selfish. Yeah. And so I think you have a blank in there um, in 
you OCD types are freaking out we'll that we, we skipped. <laughs> um, so the blank in there is that the goal of communication is mutual understanding, okay? Mutual understanding. And that's what we're driving at when we communicate. It's not to be right, which I have to remind myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not to get your point across. It's not to get an apology, any of that kind of stuff. All you're trying to do, and, it, and sometimes it's not even to agree. The, the whole point of communication is mutual understanding, right? I need to communicate in a way that my spouse can understand, and I need to make sure that I fight really hard to understand what it is that they are saying, okay? So one of the reasons we don't do that, is, and the primary reason is because we're selfish. And then James 1.19, you have that, which is just a, uh, it's a verse that's more global than just marriage, uh, for sure. But it's just got a, a really great uh, formula, okay? Let us be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, okay? Listen first then speak and try not to become angry, which really points to this idea of understand, like uh, trying to understand in communication. Because if it was to get your point across, it would read exactly the opposite, right? Get really good and mad, and then you talk, and then just pause to make sure that they understood, <laughs> right? And agreed with you or relented or uh, said you're right. And so instead, what we're trying to drive at is trying to uh, kind of understand, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to go through and give you a four uh, negative communication patterns. If you've been around Watermark, they're kind of now embedded uh, in the way we think about really everything, small groups and the way we relate to our kids and uh, in our own marriage. And so some of, these, some of you guys, this will be a really nice reminder. Uh, some of this for you, this will be your very first time to hear it. But here's what I'm thinking about recently is that um, I've never taken ballet, but I've heard um, that uh, there's only so many moves, like there's just a few moves. And so, you know, a, a kid who's three can line their feet up in their little tutu and do that deal. Um, but the, the ballerinas who, you know, spin around in, in New York, they're doing the same moves. They're just like combining them in different ways and they're better at them. And, uh, and so at a real basic level, these, these negative patterns will be helpful. And then if you kind of can, can see the world through this grid and have deeper conversations, I think you can un unlock some really um, kind of destructive patterns in your relationship and really begin to take ground, okay? So Pam and I, like we have been around th like these words, this topic for 15 years, uh, and we're still learning how to combine uh, some of the moves, okay? And so it is, it is uh, that helpful. So we're gonna go through these one, one by one, explain them. And what, what I want you to do is listen for yourself. You're going to be so tempted to you know, go, you like nudge your spouse and go, you totally do that. I didn't know what to call it, but that's it. That's what I've been trying no to tell you. No drawing arrows yeah. on your sheet, pointing right. to your spouse. You, that, so. that's what you do. And that one too. Um, okay, so you listen for yourself. Try to get insights for yourself. Uh, guys, if you've got any brain space left, you can think about your spouse, but make sure you're really listening uh, for yourself, okay? Yeah, so right off the bat, the first negative pattern is withdraw and avoidance. So withdraw and avoidance, um, the unwillingness to get in or stay in important discussions. And so um, it may look like physically leaving the room. Um, it may look like changing the subject. It may look like... Um, you know, just kind of, it, this is the way it's, it's played out before for us. Um, it may look like just kind of pacifying the other person. What do I need to say just so this other person will quit talking? It usually goes this way because I've been known to keep coming at John. Some call it nagging. Um, and I, there's been times when I think he's probably said, what do I have to say to get this woman off my back? I'll say it. It sounds like we're finished with conflict, but there really wasn't resolution. And so even that's withdrawing and avoiding. You've been there? Like, just write, <laughs> write down what you want me to say. I will say it if we can just be done, right? <laughs> You're not, actually, you're not actually dealing with the issue. You really are 
avoiding it. And, uh, but I will say, <laughs> I think I've said that phrase, like, what do you want me to say? Like, I'll promise I'll say it. I'll say it twice. Just tell me so we can be done with this. And um, another time, you know, um, as Pam said, like, you know, physically, we can end up leaving the room. That would be withdraw, right? I, I'm, I'm done having this conversation. I'm going to withdraw. Some of us do that. Uh, some of us withdraw by just saying, hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to uh, shut down, you know, like I, I'm going to withdraw that way. You know, some of you, uh, some of us are really conflict averse and we'll, we'll start to have a con- conversation and it gets a little bit heated and we just, you know, we just start backing out. And I remember um, an old movie, um, uh, what is it? Monty Python. Yeah. And so there's the little scene in there where the guy, he has no horse and he just goes, run away, run away, run away. <laughs> and so if you hear that track in your head, like when there's conflict, you're a withdrawer. Okay. Uh, and then avoiding is, you know, the conversation that needs to happen. Are you like, everyone knows that conversation needs to happen. It's the elephant in the room, but you're just not going to address it. And you're going to literally just dance around it and, and maneuver and rather than go and uh, talk about it, you know, or you just go, um, you, you know, have you ever done this? Hey, is anything wrong? No, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Really? Yeah. No, no, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. I, I feel like something's wrong. No, no, I tell you, I tell you if something's wrong, you know, right? Um, we've all, we've all done that and you are avoiding the conversation and it's really not fair uh, to your spouse to try to have to, you know, press the magical button to get you to talk about whatever it is, the thing. And so withdraw, or avoidance, I bet you all of us do that uh, in some way. So Yeah, so if you resonate with that, the way to fix this is just to get in and stay in the conversation. Um, it's, it's a big enough deal to work through conflict with your spouse. You see it as a big enough deal that you're going to get in there, push through the awkwardness, the tension, get in there and stay in the conversation. And then if you are sitting next to a, an avoider, um, if you're me, um, what is it about me that would make it hard for John to stay in the conversation. What is it about, I can't fix him, but I can fix me. What is it about the way I relate to him, the way I nag him, the way, um, just however however my tone, that makes him want to run away. And so you both have something to own here. So that's withdrawn avoidance. That's so good. So if you heard Pam, uh, if you're sitting next to, uh, really any of these, you go, huh, I wonder if there's anything I do that contributes that to them. And just take the, you know, draw the circle around yourself. Can't really fix them. You can talk, you should have some constructive conversations. But what am I doing that would make it hard for them um, to communicate? And so therefore they do one of these negative patterns. That is a pro question, all right? That is like, that is a varsity level stuff uh, right there. And so think about that if you're sitting next to somebody, okay? And I think a metaphor that's helpful, has been helpful for me, is that when there's conversations that need to happen, you can kind of think about it like here's this line. Pam's going to have to stand there and I'm going to have to stand there. So I stand there, right? I walk up to it. I can't make her come, but I say, I'm, I'm ready to have this conversation if you are. Um, and then when the conversation happens, if she's like nagging me and I want to shut down, right? I've got to stand right here at this line. And, and sometimes you just have to wait, you know, and you do so with a yes face rather than a, you know, I'm going to get you uh, face. And uh, say, hey, I, whenever you're ready, I'd love to have this conversation. I will be right here, right? Either f- sometimes physically, but definitely metaphorically. Uh, and rather than pulling away from the line, just, hey, I'm going to stay at the line. I'm going to stay at the line and have this conversation. Right? I care enough about it uh, to have it with you. So, uh, good? Yeah, that's good. Um, the next negative pattern um, is escalation. Um, So escalation is just what you think when partners respond negatively toward each other, kind of continuing to up the ante till the um, situation or the conversation becomes more and more hostile. It could look like just what you think, yelling, throwing, slamming doors. Um, We don't typically, I don't think we've ever thrown anything. 
maybe yelled once. Still time. There's, yeah. That's true. There is. Um, but ours is a little more subtle. Uh, we're pretty good at sarcasm to our... Um, we're awesome at yeah, it. Yeah, we are. And, um, and we've seen our kids do it. Um, that's a good reminder, isn't it? Um, but we... Um, we you guys ever just... have that? Like, you mean your kids are like, we've got one. He is so sarcastic, you know. I'm like, God, where did you learn that? And Pam is like... <laughs> right, right, right here. I mean, he, he is a yeah. chip off the old block, and it's sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's it's kind of ugly and discouraging. And, yeah. and so that that's how we yeah. escalate. Um, if we do, we just kind of, hey, I'm going to get this one more jab in. Make sure you hear this one more little. I've got this great little sarcastic remark I'm going to make. That's escalating yeah. as well. Yeah. And so a great metaphor, a great way to think about that is think about this massive A-frame uh, ladder here, right? Like that goes all the way to the top. Two, two. Uh, you know, two rungs, TP uh, kind of thing. And so Pam and I are, if we're escalating, what happens is she says something, and I'm like, oh, no, no. You're like, you're not getting higher than me. And I take uh, two steps, you know, and I take a shot at her, and she's like, uh-uh. And she, uh, she climbs up, right? And you can, you can just kind of see this, this playing out. Both of us are climbing. And you know exactly what happens. If both of us are at the very top uh, of this ladder, right, what happens? <laughs> We both get really, really hurt. And that's the way escalation, that's the way escalation works, is it, it will cause a lot of damage. And often if there's just one person who's at, well, it doesn't matter if there's one person, but the person who escalates a lot of times will say, say things um, and wound and, uh, and hurt, and they'll forget about it, and their spouse will remember it for a really long time. And so you kind of get it off your chest, and you go, man, I feel so much better. And they're going, I'll remember that probably for the next you know, year Five, ten, twenty. Okay, so escalation um, is is a really, really big deal. And uh, you also know if you're an escalator, if you have these conversations, and you can't remember how you got, like, what are we fighting about anymore? Anyone want to have that? You lying. Everyone's had that conversation. Okay, how, why? How did this even start? And so oftentimes it's, you know, somebody's five minutes late. You're five minutes late. God, you're always late. You're so irresponsible. I knew I knew you're irresponsible, and you know that you've like I remember you know when we were dating you're irresponsible, and when we we got married you were irresponsible, and with kids you know and why did I marry you? And I really hate your mom, right? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> and we're like, come on, man, this was like this guy was five minutes late, and uh, and we just we just have these conversations, and we go, no, like we can deal with five minutes late that. That we can deal with, you know, just this, this full-on character assassination. That's escalation, okay? And so if you do that, uh, that, that's one of the ways that it looks like. Raising your voice, pulling up, you know, uh, something hurtful and saying it uh, with energy, um, you know, all that tone, uh, body posture, uh, all that's escalation. Yeah, and so the way to fix that's really practical, and it's just to call a timeout. Um, and so you feel the blood pressure going up. You've got these great little sarcastic comments going in your head. And just somebody um, just step up and say, hey, time out. Time out. This is a big enough deal that we are going to have this when we're at our best. And so it may look like, hey, let's put the kids to bed. Um, just sit down. Take a deep breath. We can talk about this. Hey, it's midnight. Let's go to sleep and get up and have this in the morning when we're more rested. And so it's a big enough deal. Um, just your spouse and your oneness is a big enough deal that you're going to come at this when you're at your best. And so calling a timeout. If you're a withdraw and avoider, you cannot use timeout as a technique to withdraw and avoid. Um, so if you call the timeout, it's on you to say, hey, let's, let's revisit this tomorrow. Let's 
let's, um, hey, you know, let's, we're going on a date this week. Let's take the first 30 minutes and just kind of talk about some stuff, and then let's go have fun. So um, just time out when things aren't going well, but then revisiting it when you're at your best. Awesome. Okay. So the next one of these is negative interpretation. Okay. Negative interpretation. And that's um, when you believe that the, the motives of the person are more negative than they really are. Right? You just think that well, there's something behind what they're saying, and it's oftentimes your, your, your perception is that it's way more negative, um, you know, uh, way more criminal uh, than is really the case. Yeah, and this is a ditch for me, and just realizing, hey, I think I do this a lot, not just with John, but with friends, and just identifying that was really big for me. And so it may look like John walks in the door, um, he says, hey, what's for dinner? If, I neg- if I'm negatively interpreting, I hear, oh, what is that smell? Um, or, hey, is that, yeah, Brussels sprouts, Brussels I know. Sprouts. We That's love them, is. but they taste horrible. Has anybody found a way to make Brussels sprouts not smell? I'd love to know. Business opportunity. Yes, yeah, true, right there. true, or broccoli. Broccoli. Um, you know, another one is, hey, um, where'd you get that dress? And um, what I hear is, oh, how much did that set me back? Just negatively interpreting not the that questions that Not any man that has ever asked. thought that. No, no Never. man's ever, only you. Um, but that's just, he didn't say either of those. He just said, hey, where'd you get your dress? And hey, what's for dinner? Um, but if I'm negatively interpreting, I hear something um, in his motive that, um, that is not for me, but is kind of against me. Yeah. So where have you been? How was your day? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you want to do? I mean, it's crazy yeah. how we can spin all these, like those are little things, right? That isn't even uh, anything uh, big. But it's amazing how we could spin those to be negative, even non- nonverbals. Yep. Isn't it amazing how even like a look sometimes <laughs> you just get all crazy uh, about, you know? And uh, Pam, you know, I would, when we were late, uh, we'd get in the car and I would look at, you know, uh, my watch. And um, we, we had kids, I'm sorry. So we got kids. You, you remember trying to, you know, we had four kids and trying to get shoes. And, you know, it's like putting shoes on a caterpillar. Everybody just moving everywhere, you know, and you're just trying to get, you know, enough Cheerios and sippy cups and get them in. And we're, we're, we're always late. And, uh, and so we get in the car and you just, you know, I'm looking at my watch. And Pam, I remember, I just remember, like it was yesterday, I've got this visual. She would look at me as I look at my watch and she's just sitting in the passenger seat. And so the, the way to fix this one is that you believe the best, okay? And if you can't, then you ask for clarification. Believe the best. I'm going to believe their motives are good. But if I can't, I'm going to ask them before I assume they're bad. Right? So I'm looking at my watch, and Pam would always go, hey, you keep looking at your watch. Like, what I, I'm wondering, but I, I kind of feel like you're, you're kind of putting this on me, uh, that we're late, and you think it's my fault uh, that we're late. You know? And, um, you know, but it could be that, you know, uh, that's not the case, you know. So, uh, so sometimes it was like, you know, hey, I just, you know, just want to see what time it is and just kind of see just how late we are going to be. You know, that's, that's all that's going on. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, to my shame, it's like, it's just like a junior high kid, like, you know, uh, looking at a watch. And I'm just, I'm just being petty. And, uh, and so you just own it, you know, and just, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm putting this on you, which is not, which is not fair. You're right. You're right to negatively interpret that. Uh, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Okay. Um, so any, anything like that. And here, here's, here's one. I talked about the ballet moves and putting them together in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been recently for us. Mm-hmm. So with, we've got an 18, 16, 14, and 12, right? So we're doing like 
high school and we're doing college and cars and just lots of decisions. There's just some serious de decision fatigue uh, in, you know, in this stage. And so, you know, we'd have these conversations and I'm trying, like, I'm trying to be a good husband and bring my wife along and, and make sure I listen to her and make a decision that we both can kind of stack hands on and we feel like this is, this is wise and prudent for where we are. And sometimes that takes a lot of time, right? I mean, you know, days, weeks, months uh, sometimes to get to these, you know, and, and at my best anyway, I don't want to give myself too much credit, but at my best, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a decent job. And so then in my mind, when we, when we made the decision, we've stacked hands, high five, we're executing on that next, right? And Pam, Pam will come back and she'll go, you know, I was thinking about uh, that thing and I will feel like my knees just buckle, you know? And I'm like, no, woman, like we, we spent two months, we talked about this, we decided, do you remember? We prayed and we sought counsel. No, I don't, please don't bring this up, you know? And I would just get so mad. And I, I thought what she was trying to do was unwind the whole conversation. Like she wants to go back to zero to three months ago. And I just like the color just drains from my face and I'm mad. And, and I found what, what really was going on uh, in those situations most of the time was Pam was just saying, hey, this is a big one. And I just want to hear again, like, could you reassure me why, why we landed here, right? Why we're going to do this with this kid. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's right. It's just... This is a biggie. Can you, can you reassure me, right? And so I was just always ah, like, you're driving me crazy. Uh, and instead, oh, no, I can do that. I can reassure you, you know, or I can remind you why. That's easy. Um, and so we're, we are still uh, 22 years, 15 years of this, we're still learning uh, and it's still helping us move towards uh, oneness. So yeah. kind of long on that one, but any thoughts? Yeah, um, Yeah, and you, as you would probably um, make sense, if you're in a good place in your marriage, you're pursuing each other, you're serving each other, it's easy to believe the best. If um, you're not, then um, it's a lot easier to believe that um, he's trying to get a dig in or I'm trying to say something kind of sideways, manipulatively. So um, it kind of goes along with trust and goes along with just moving toward each other in oneness, um, towards oneness. Um, That's a lot easier when you're both kind of looking at your own stuff and pursuing each other. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is just, again, as he said, we don't have these like figured out. Just last week, I was sitting with the girls in my community group and just was sharing something, and somebody went, Hello, Communication 101. You teach this all the time. You're negatively interpreting. And just to realize, oh, I was doing this and didn't even realize it. Was it about um, me? Yeah, I was oh. negatively interpreting oh, something. Man. Remember that long really? email that oh, I yes. had you read? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you remember. I remember that. All right, last one, um, last negative pattern. Just trying to repress it. Oh, I know. Um, the last one is invalidation. Um, so invalidation, it's subtly um, or directly putting down the thoughts, feelings, or character of the other person. So it's real subtle, like, oh, I don't think you understand. I don't think you're right. Or it's really direct. Um, hey, you're an idiot. That's pretty direct. Um, but it could be both of those, just invalidating um, what your spouse is saying or feeling um, or just what they've communicated. Yeah, so Pam alluded at the top, like, you know, we've, I, um, so marriage has not always been easy. But I think, you know, at least in like one year chunks, we've always enjoyed uh, being married. But like she said, there was, these, there was just this percentage that we didn't address. And here's, here's the big reason why we didn't address it early on was because I just pitted this thing as win-lose, right? I mean, someone's going to win and someone's going to lose, and I'm not going to lose. So bring it. You want to go talk about that? 
awesome. I'm going to put this uh, on you, you know? And so I was always right. And I couldn't figure out like seven years into marriage, like this is so easy. Like, why do we need all these marriage books and conferences and stuff? Marriage is awesome. I'm always right. And uh, I'm winning. And, um, and what was happening was I really, I wasn't winning. I was losing. Like there was that, that part. Um, I, I, basically what it was, was I didn't want to say I was sorry or wrong. And, uh, and so whatever Pam said, I would, I would pull out any trick I needed to to make sure that I didn't have to say I'm sorry or I'm wrong, right? And so I'd start saying things like, hey, you don't understand, right? Or let's, let's think this through. Let's use logic, right? So I'm going to use math with my wife to, to help her understand what she uh, needs to. That doesn't go over very well. Uh, I'd bring up something from the past, you know, it's like, it's not maybe even germane to this issue, but I'm going to bring up something from the past to invalidate what she thinks because she's got a track record of some kind of failure um, back there, right? Or just tell her, like, it just doesn't make sense, or you shouldn't feel that way, or no one feels that way, other people don't, blah, 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 right? Instead of, um, the, the way you fix this is back at the top, you remember that the goal is mutual understanding. The goal is mutual understanding. God has Pam and I, God has you and your spouse um, together. Matthew 19, he has joined you together. That's what's happened, okay? And so Pam and I are one, you're one. And when, we, um, when I invalidate, um, I'm trying to make sure that I'm right and she's wrong. And it, co- it cost us in our marriage. We're, we're, not, uh, we're not moving towards the oneness that we have uh, together. So... Um, just, you know, it took me longer, and it's still, it's still hard for me sometimes just to say, help me understand. Okay, you know what? On this one, I think you're right, and I understand. That's, that's totally valid rather than invalidate. That makes sense to me. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Okay? Or just it, I, maybe it, all it is is I understand that. Can I explain my, my perspective to you? you know, I think it's different, and, um, but would you under, could you seek to understand? Yeah. Okay, great. Maybe we don't even agree, but we feel uh, understood. And that was just, that was a game changer uh, for us. Okay. So guys, watch your, and gals, watch your invalidation. No one wants to have a conversation with an invalidator. So oftentimes they don't, right? Why bother? You're just going to tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me I'm stupid. You're going to tell me I shouldn't feel that way. So let's just say both of us some time. You didn't win. You're losing in your marriage. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So just if you take these, um, the first letter of each of these words, withdrawn avoidance, escalation, negative interpretation, and invalidation, that spells weenie. Um, So in your marriage, do not be a weenie. Um, And that's been really helpful um, for us. Um, If you were here Sunday, our pastor even kind of talked about it. It's been just really helpful just to get a handle. So, you know, John talks about like, hey, you're being a jerk. You know, I can't really do anything. You're being a nag. I can't really do anything with that. Hey, I think you're negatively interpreting here. Hey, I feel invalidated. I think we're escalating. Hey, don't withdraw. Let's stay in here. Those I can do something with. And so that's why I think just having a handle for these has been really helpful. Um, And so just thinking about yourself, you'll do different things probably in different stages. And I mean, I think I've um, kind of perfected all of them in some way or the other. And so just um, think about in what ways you do some of these, how you can fix your own self, how you can be sure. better um, for your sure. spouse and making it easier for them to understand. Yeah. Great conversation on the so, way home. Yeah, hey, for sure. I think I do this. Is that right? How do, how do I, you know, what does that look like? How could I do that uh, better? That is a great conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. This works awesome for marriage. It'll work awesome with your other relationships and also to teach to your kids, 
Uh, and so Pam and I, uh, you want to model this stuff for your kiddos. And, uh, and so I remember Pam and I were, uh, a couple years ago, we were, it was starting to have a, a fight. And that same sarcastic uh, little kid, you know, he's, he says something sarcastic. He goes, well, okay, well, I'll leave you two alone. And he starts to walk out and I grabbed him. I was like, no, 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 buddy. You know, you're going to watch this one through and kind of used him as a human shield uh, between <laughs> Pam and I. Um, but, you know, we just, we just talked it through. Scott and Kristen will show you kind of how to do that. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll learn to communicate uh, well. So parents, this is also part of your discipleship, um, is to own your own stuff. Show your kids that, uh, how, this, um, how this is playing out, your part. Help them understand uh, and take steps uh, kind of in their, own, in their own life. Okay? Thanks so much for letting us be with you guys.